Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. My name is Ron Pashery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net. I'm here once again with my good friend Alo, Aaron Lloyd, and C. Kane Joe. What was it? The Mr. Sexy Punakana? Well, Mr. Sexy, yes. Joe Rodermill. It's great to Mr. have you sexy. as always. <laughs> great to have you as well, always. Well, I don't think as sexy as you, you slender man. You, I, <laughs> well, I see you've been, you've been taking it down a little ever bit. Since, ever since I've been, been getting called the perfect 20, I feel like I had to actually really actually put some effort into living up to it. So, so you're trying to up at the 25. Well, if, if I can, if I can get there. I'll I think, do what I, I can. You're trying to be CN. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I'm glad. <laughs> I, I think you can, you Mocha God. Yeah. yeah. Well, this week we had Money in the Bank. Typically one of the uh, more exciting pay-per-views we have that's not only WrestleMania SummerSlam level. But before we get to that, shocking news. Rocking the WWE Universe. Roman Reigns. The guy... <laughs> Suspended 30 days for violating the WWE wellness policy. Obviously, we'll never know what exactly it was. Could be as simple as he took a supplement that had a banned substance in it, may not have known. Based on the tweet he put out apologizing, I assume he's taking some responsibility for doing something wrong. 30 days for a first-time violation. Do you think, one, how surprised are you that this happened? Two, do you think that he is now out of the main event at Battleground. I'm real surprised because Roman Reigns is the guy. <laughs> so um, I, didn't, I didn't expect this, this expect this at all, but as we know that he, all superstars have said that they, they can't take even certain cloth medicines because a lot of stuff is violates abuse policy. As far as Battleground is concerned, I'm not sure because you told me it's like 33 days or 34 days. Thirty. I believe it's 33, 34 days away. Yeah, from Battleground. And... I don't know how they're going to go about that because they have a couple ways. They take them out the match, but then they usually don't address these these drug violations on television. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how they're going to go about it after they made the triple threat for Battleground. So could they keep him in the match? Yeah, but he wouldn't be a part of the buildup, and that wouldn't be good at all. Nah. Agreed. What about you? Surprised? Oh, definitely surprised. Uh, I mean, like like he was saying, they're just pitching the triple threat match, which you know was kind of exciting. You wanted to see the Shield in there uh, fighting each other for the, for the for the biggest prize there is. Unless you know you hear this, so you're, you're definitely surprised. You're definitely taken back by it. Could he still be in the picture by then? Yes, but I mean, there's but a history how? of history of Vince McMahon burying people who fail with their wellness test. Again, you don't know what right. on what level, but yeah, we have no idea. Yeah, he could take some Tylenol. <laughs> yeah, like, it's the first offense. Um, some Flintstone kids. Yeah, I Flintstone chewables. I used to crush them. I'd eat them as well at a time. So I mean, I would have failed. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. I mean, I did not see that coming. <laughs> I, do, I was thinking this that what I said earlier today, that it's 33, 34 days away. There's time to get him back. But I think if he can't be part of the build, he should not be in the match. It's kind of like if in high school sports. If you, don't, if you can't practice, you can't play. Mm-hmm. I also feel like they've dropped a hammer on so many guys on that roster that I feel like you can't give Roman Reigns a pass. Like he has to really be punished. Mm-hmm. Let him be drafted on July 19th to whatever show he's going to go to, and then let him start that next week. But I don't think he should be on the pay-per-view based on failing this test, whatever it was. Like I said, we have no idea what it is. Also, speaking of that, I don't want to condemn the guy because everybody makes mistakes. Everybody's entitled to a second chance. And this leads me into another thing. I'm really starting to get annoyed with the you-can't-wrestle chance every time he's out there. Yeah. It's just the fans have come a cup. It's just something to chant when he's out there. But he puts on a show every time he's out there. 
Yeah, it's kind of just saying it for the sake of saying it. I mean, it, it's kind of losing its meaning. Yeah, entertaining it's, when they say when Cena's out there, but Cena can wrestle too. Yeah, it's not like it's not like it's not like when Kurt Angle will come out and they would chant "You suck" because right. they all love Kurt Angle. And he, and in, yeah, he was in on it. Yeah, like this, they're just blatantly insulting. Yeah, the guy. and the reason they don't like him is not because he's not good at wrestling. The reason they don't like him is because he's been set up to fail by. Vince and the writers. Yeah, and he's deemed the chosen one. Well, yeah, he's he's going out there every week doing what he's told to do. Mm-hmm. He's not. I'm sure he wishes he wasn't doing half the stuff. Well, maybe now they'll take a cue and and they'll change the chant. You know, instead of you can't wrestle, it's you can't pass a drug test. <laughs> you know, it's like that. That's warranted. It, and, and if any crowd, I, I, you know, I've been hard on some crowds that have been in the time we've been doing this show. Mm-hmm. I will tip my cap to any crowd that can cohesively get a you can't pass a drug test. <laughs> we, we, should, we should try that. <laughs> I'm willing to try it at Battleground yeah, if he's there. Yeah, right we'll try if he is there, we should start that <laughs> chant. So Roman Reigns, you know, I'm not going to kill the guy. I'm not going to bury the guy. I do think he should be punished. I think it's You're only You're not going to give him the John Cena treatment? I will not, no. No. But I, I think he's better than... And I'm not some huge Roman mark, but I think he's way better than he's been getting credit that's, for. Yeah, and, yeah and the type of fan, fans nowadays, they've changed. If you don't come from the Indies, they don't care for you because Roman's a WWE product guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they hate that. Anybody that is handpicked. Yeah, and, they, and didn't pay their dues. They don't like him. But to me, he has paid his dues. Yeah. Did, did he get things too soon? But I think that's, again, it's not, he didn't say, I'm only going to start with WWE if, I'm, if I jump right into the heavyweight title picture. Yeah. I feel like there's a reason why guys work their way up the card, and mm-hmm. he just never had to do that. Yeah. So I think that's part of the resentment, too. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that when we refuel okay. load at 98. <laughs> <laughs> so Money in the Bank, we had, like I said, one of the shows you really look forward to. The Money in the Bank contract tends to add an exciting, exciting storyline throughout the course of a few months, usually. Yeah. First things first, though. What did everybody think of the show, and what's your rating? Aaron, for anybody who has not watched our show or maybe has forgotten since the last time we did it, would you explain our rating system to our listeners and viewers? Yep, I got you. All right, if it's an awesome show, it'll be known as a showstopper, like the Heartbreak Kid over there. <laughs> if it's an okay show, it'll be a, um, a slobber knocker, and if it's a horrible show, it'll be a jobber. All right, so your thoughts on the show and your rating? Um, it was built to be bigger than WrestleMania, and it was probably the same level as WrestleMania was. There were there were there were high points in the show. And there were a lot of low points in the show. The crowd was I don't know if they were just there too long or what because the show did go 23 minutes over. Yeah, I, yeah. Long, long I don't night. know if, I don't know if they were just over t- tired. The commentary was horrible, especially in the main events. I'll get to that, but I'll give it a, a um a plain slobber knocker. Slobber knocker. How about you? I'm gonna probably go slobber knocker as well I mean I was really excited for the card they put together and um, some of the matches in there were good but uh, you know looking at the fatal four way it was kind of sloppy as well so they got nice knocked, knocked down a couple uh, notches and they threw a couple matches in there that I thought were going to be pre-show kind of matches that kind of just slowed everything down to like a screeching yeah. the way they the way they, they, they arranged the card didn't make sense to me agreed I'm also going to go with the slobber knocker I liked it I enjoyed it while I watched it, didn't love it. Like you said, there were some low points that definitely required a point deduction, but the high points obviously were really high. So that being said, show oh, I'm not even going to talk about the did pre-show. You, did you see so, how me and Eric were watching? I did. Uh, <laughs> the two TVs. A lot it. going on. <laughs> yeah, I may have suffered from I did not watch it live. I watched the game. Okay. And then I watched uh, Money in the Bank the next day. Okay. So... 
That may have taken a little bit away, but I don't think so. I think I watched it the same way. I didn't know any results beforehand. Avoided Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> all social media. Avoided all friends who watch wrestling. You cut yourself off. Day. Yes, one of, one of those times I infamously die for 24 <laughs> hours. Uh, show opens. I don't want to talk about the pre-show. I don't think there's any reason to. Mm-hmm. You guys agree? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's just go. So we open with the Fatal 4-Way Tag Match. New Day defending their titles against Enzo and Cass. The Vaude Villains and Anderson and Gallows. Promos to start the show from two of the teams, which were fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess anytime Enzo and Cass come out there, they deserve to have the mic. And anytime the New Day come out there, that's kind of half of their whole gimmick is them talking on the yeah. microphone. Yep. So, Joe, I know we discussed this a little bit earlier, but what were your thoughts on Fatal 4-Way Tag Match? Overall, it was a sloppy match. I had uh, expectations for this match, some of the tag teams they put in there, but there's a lot of missed spots, a lot of things that left me scratching my head. Like It looked like a couple times they were waiting for someone else to do something before they, they made any moves. Um, I, Enzo, I think, sell, sold like a move before the guy even hit it. <laughs> he started to go down. He's like, oh, he just barely caught that one. Uh, uh, yeah, that is funny like, huh? you have to say that. Oh, he didn't get all of it. Yeah, he didn't like, get no, all he, that he, one. He didn't, he didn't get, get any, any of it. It just <laughs> fell. And there's one spot near the near the end, like which was kind of tied into the finish, where they lifted him up off the ground. Um, not uh, Gallows Anderson off the ground, and you know, Gallows is standing there looking at him while he's holding his partner, and he didn't do anything. He just yeah, backed off just and waited it. for the other guy to come <laughs> in. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Overall, sloppy match. Sloppy match. How about you? Well, I agree with Joey. Like a, a lot of these undercard matches, except for, except for shockingly, Baron Corbin and Ziggler, they were all over the place, and I didn't really care for anything about this match. It was okay for what it was, but it was sloppy. It did look, make the club look strong. I thought the, the club would be the team going forward in this, but from, from watching Raw last <laughs> night, it is it's apparent that they're not the next team in line. Correct. I I predicted obviously that they would win this match. I thought I felt certain that the New Day were. You know, their time was up. I was wrong. I think everybody else picked the New Day, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I picked the New Day. All right, so I was wrong. But same thing I had in my notes, that it was very sloppy. A lot of just I, too many guys in the match, I yeah. think. And I, something about like a Fatal 4-Way, I don't like when you have four separate <clears throat> tag teams, each vying for a title. But you only have two in the ring at this time. So why it's the supposed hell? To be four. Why the hell? Yeah, I know. Why the hell it's are you going to tag? To be four. Why are you going to tag any of the other player. tag teams yeah. in? It's just not doesn't make sense to me. Or it could, yeah. be, or, it could be, or it could be like the outlaws and just pin your partner. Yeah, yeah you know? true. <laughs> Fall down. And, I mean, yeah, I wish somebody would have thought to do that. It, well, knew they did it last year, but they kicked. But they broke yeah. the count up. I uh, yeah, too just too many guys. Too much going on. Not you know you just don't get a good match. It's almost impossible to have a good match. If like I'm not that. mistaken, and you'd have to go back and watch. I think the person who took the fall wasn't even the legal man. Probably not. There, yeah, there yeah no that way. too. <laughs> I, I, I was confused about that, but I think you're right about that. That's what I took from it. The only positive I took from it was uh, Big Cass shined once again. As always. Yeah, he really is. So what do you he think about a possible, with the, the brand, you know, we're going SmackDown and Raw, that they split them up? Don't break my heart, Joey. I, I, don't. I don't want to break them off. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying this is the way it looks like they might go. Though. I don't think they will because I think they know. Well, maybe they don't because they seem to be pretty tone deaf about a lot of things. But I think if they do that, it's not that's not really a help to Cass. Not at all. It's not help to the company because you see how much merchandise they move. Oh yeah. yeah, it's it's a bad idea, and I think they. I hope they're too smart to do it. Corbin and Ziggler again. Eh. 
That was a fun match to me. See, to me, it was just more of what they've done so many times before. Yeah, but see, my thing was, I, I was glad they moved it to the, to the main card to make it seem that it mattered a little bit at least. And Dolph, he did what he does best. He bumped all over the place for, for Corbin. And he made Corbin look good. This was a this was a pretty good match in my opinion. The, the mechanics of it were fine, I think. I mean, it was it was a well performed match, but to There's me, another it just, spot out there too. It though. just didn't do anything for me. Because yeah, yeah, because you don't care. You've seen it too much. <laughs> yeah, you don't care. Like if they were having matches like this throughout the whole rivalry, you would care. But they and it's not helping Corbin at all no. at this point. And no, because like, you didn't see Corbin for two. Yeah, exactly. Weeks. Not only that, they're not even pushing Corbin. So you're like, all right, so this is another rehashing of this match. Again, solid match. I agree with you. Um, Ziggler missed the steps when he went for a move there, but uh, I mean, I was like, "Oh, Jesus is going to be the way the night's going." But yeah. that was a solid match, or kind of like you said, a rehashing of the other matches. But it, you, there was no reason to really care about it. What are they going to do with Corbin now? Just fought, well, they put Ziggler him on again? TV last night, which yeah. I, yes, which I was like, "Okay, okay." So they're moving forward because when they when they switched that to the main car, I was like, "Okay, they're going to do something with Corbin after this feud because they actually put emphasis on, the, on on moving him to the main car of the show." Yeah, it's just that we've seen them too much in the last. You know, six, seven yeah, weeks. Yeah, doing nothing. So to me, there, it was almost like, uh, it need, so that's the end of this, finally. Yeah. That's the biggest positive I have from this. Yeah. I, I always do, as much as we've seen it a million times, I don't mind the uh, seeing the deep six on the floor. Oh, never. On Ziggler. So we th- we can agree then, that's the end of Corbin and Ziggler for a while. I'm sure you're happy. You want to see him more up the band for a little bit. Yeah, and no then more they even said that, that it was a uh, it was a tribute to HBK. It's like, no, it's not. It's just Robert. Well, his whole, his whole outfit was SummerSlam 95. Yeah. I noticed that too. I didn't want to mention it. <laughs> Relax, I see you're changing colors. <laughs> Me and Eric said, I was like, I bet Ron's pissed. I was. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the main reasons I just can't get behind the guy. Now, Grant, I will say, he, he had probably his best years when I was not watching. Mm-hmm. I saw when he had the money in the bank and he was a heel. I kind of, like I would tune in every once in a while. And I was like, "This guy is pretty good." Yeah, that was some of his best work when he and had almost a stable. He was a heel, and by the time I started watching regularly, it was just, "Oh, he's just the the I, I try hard babyface guy." And yeah, they turned him. They turned him face. He's done nothing. Yeah. Since. Oh, and he, and he just blatantly tries to be Shawn Michaels, and mm-hmm. you, you just shouldn't do that. <laughs> very very few people who can try to be identical to someone who's truly great and get away with it. The closest I've ever seen anybody do is Kobe Bryant. <laughs> tried so hard to beat Michael Jordan, and he got so close. Uh-huh. Came within one title. He had almost an identical game to him. He aged like him. Well, he just you, didn't have the help. When your nickname's Bean, you gotta you gotta real up here battle. Yeah, true. And I I always will uh, commend Kobe for coming that close to duplicating a, the greatest career in uh-huh. the history of the NBA. Actually, that was what one I wanted to talk about. Also at the beginning of the show, I wanted to congratulate LeBron James. Oh. On winning his third title, leave him alone, Cleveland. Two MV, the, the second guy to have a Finals MVP on two different teams, three Finals MVPs. I think only four guys have that. He's now got been to six Finals in a row, won three of them. He, the first guy in the history of the NBA Finals to lead the whole series in points, rebounds, assists, blocks, and steals. Michael Jordan never did that, guys. He carried him. He carried him those last couple games. This isn't sports madness. I, we can argue about this. It's all not. Time. I, I'm not going to argue. But I wanted to. But being that LeBron James is an avid wrestling fan, which a lot of people don't know, Angel mentioned that to me. I was, like, I was looking at all. I was looking at all Warriors shirt he was wearing. He was wearing that? an Undertaker shirt the day after they were down three one. You see the one on the plane though? The and all Warriors one. I, I, like I almost texted you guys, but I didn't want to sound like it too much of a mark. And I also didn't know how you guys felt about LeBron because I'm really tired of fighting about it. 
But I was going to say, I think he's about to, you know, sit up like the Undertaker. <laughs> I, th- I think that's why he wore that shirt, because he knew it was time for him to rise, uh-huh. and he did. And then the Ultimate Warrior shirt was great. I, I like that shirt. Kevin Love wearing the Austin 316 uh-huh. shirt. And the Smoking Skulls. Pounding the two beers, the Smoking Skulls. So he had a belt, yeah. I like to see pro wrestling out there amongst real athletes like that. I mm-hmm. love that that's something they like. Yeah, and uh, WWE's acknowledging that, too. They're setting Cleveland Cavaliers as a personal idea. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. The other thing I wanted to say about LeBron, though, I remember on a Jim Ross Report podcast maybe like a year ago, he mentioned that he had met LeBron, said what a huge wrestling fan LeBron was. LeBron would, like, send them merchandise. Like, he sent him an old whatever his high school jersey was. He sent him, like, a signed Cleveland Cavaliers jersey. And Jim Ross said he would send him stuff. But he said he had met him at a show and said what a huge wrestling fan he was. So as far as I know, LeBron James has never done a wrestling podcast. <laughs> Open invitation Open to, Le- to LeBron James. We're, we're, we're trying to come up. We're trying to be on your level. Who better to help us get there than the king? So We ain't Akron, we ain't Akron but we believe. Here on Matt we'll do a road trip to Northeast Ohio. I'll, I'll do that. We'll do a road trip to Northeast yeah, Ohio. Yeah, LeBron James, I'm game. the floor is Believe always one. yours if you want to talk some Believe wrestling. <laughs> so moving back to Money in the Bank... Women's tag match, the champion Charlotte and Dana Brooke. It's our brother. Against Becky and Natty. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. They got seven or eight minutes. Didn't really probably even need that. Usually, you know, I get mad when they they don't get time. (laughs) You wanted to take time away. Yeah, I feel like this one didn't need that much time. The match was what it was. Anybody, either of you have any thoughts you want to add to it? There's one uh, well, one mean, takeaway I have from this match, but I only first hear off, my main away. thought was I don't understand. You know, they're they're divas revolution. They unveil this new title. Why are we having a tag match? The title should be on the line in some form. You want women in there to do a triple a fatal four way triple threat. You want more faces? I understand that, but there should be a title on the line. I mean, there's no reason why it shouldn't be defended. Secondly, and I know this is ties into a listener question. But, oh, uh, Becky Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> How many times is she going to get turned on? Honestly. So who's, who was that a question it's from? It's like a running that joke. From the lowdown? Yeah, that's from the lowdown. Lloyd, no relation. <laughs> no relation. Can, can't specify that enough. The answer to that is too many times. <laughs> she will keep getting turned on by as many partners as she ends up having. And Whoever's her friend will ultimately se- turn What sense does it have to tell you to turn heel? She's the Bailey of the main roster right now. <laughs> Poor Bailey always gets turned on when somebody teams up with her. Uh-huh. Granted, it has an app with Carmella yet. I don't think yeah, it will because they're real life best friends. Yeah. But although sometimes that makes for a good yeah, that, a those good are those feud. are the best future matches. <laughs> the one, the one take. Well, did you have any thoughts on this match or no? I know there's one thought you have. Dana Brooke is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> she is so bad at everything. What's good about her is her personality, and she doesn't get to show it. Uh, I'll get back to her on Raw, but then she, Charlotte came out with her new robe, and Dana Brooke had a little cape looking like Damian Wayne. <laughs> Damian Wayne S. No offense to him. <laughs> no offense to Damian Wayne. <sighs> and, then, and then Natty turns heel. <sighs> Which makes no sense. Talk, talk, go talk about it. My two thoughts. Well, it makes sense because she's frustrated, but yeah. go, go, go right. And she keeps losing to Charlotte over and over yeah. and over again. My two thoughts. One... I was disappointed that Sasha did not come out during this match. I was hoping she would. I know, I think we both said we thought she might. Obviously did not. But the good thing, I thought, was that the crowd actually seemed to care when Natty turned. Yeah, because... A lot of times you get crickets for things like this. And there was actually some investment from the crowd when it happened. Which at least tells me, as much as the match wasn't great, they could have done a lot better booking a, a match or a story for 
anyone on the women's roster, at least there was some investment from the crowd in two of those characters. Yeah, because like Nat, everybody loves Natty. She's she's the goody two shoes of the division, as you see on Total Divas and throughout and throughout social media. She's always out there doing all the charity and stuff like that. So er, Natty is so beloved. So everybody just they want her to do something important. And her turning heel, they're like, oh, that's it's real shocking. So maybe her turning heel will do something important for her. Yeah, and it and it's a natural character progression, which you don't see much of yeah. in WWE anymore. You saw her for what two months have all these matches with Charlotte and keep coming up short, and then finally this time she couldn't take it anymore. Well, she was I mean, mad as hell and she couldn't take it anymore. With the recycled storyline, is it a natural progression or is it just people just don't like? Is she really a heel or people just don't like Becky Lynch? I think she's really a heel. I know. Like, I know. I'm just saying. But, but I hey, it gives, constant terms. It, it gives us a, it gives us a secondary women's feud. Yeah. Yeah, to, to, to pull up right behind the first feud, which we'll talk about later. Sheamus representing the old guard, and Apollo Crews representing the new era. I have nothing to say. Nothing at all? <laughs> I have nothing to say. So I didn't like the ending of the match. A roll-up. <laughs> yeah, to me, it's it's just a non-decisive win. I get it. You could, you could play the story out a little further. But if you're trying to make something of this guy... Give him a real win over a real opponent. Don't give him a oh, I just snuck one out. Again, like that's almost like what a heel is supposed to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. is hit like get like a cheap finish and then roll out of get the ring out. real quick. Get in, get out. So to me, it was just it was poor storytelling. I thought the match itself was fine because Apollo's fun to watch. Kind of what I said about the Ziggler Corbin match. The mechanically, it was fine. It's just there was no real investment that I had. No. Do you have any thoughts on it? Did you exactly. have any feelings it's hard, it's, on it? It's hard to invest. I mean, again, you're pushing old new guard, but you don't really have any kind of personality from Cruz here. I mean, he's a great in-ring worker, but they're kind of throwing a lot at him real quick, and they're not building him in any way. Um, it was interesting to watch Sheamus, who's white as, uh, white as I don't know, a cloth against Paula Cruz. <laughs> and he's got to stop coming out with the Mohawk. Seriously. Do <laughs> you think he truly does look stupid? Oh, yeah, truly. At least his beard isn't braided anymore. True. Yeah, he's slowly progressing to less stupid. <laughs> Will Apollo ever stop smiling? We have a question about this. Oh, yeah. Another question from the lowdown lord, no relation. no relation. No relation. He wants to know, do you think Apollo came up too soon? Yes. I thought that from the start. Yep. Well, I, I was happy for, for 30 seconds. Because we all talked about it when he was on XT. You're down there to develop character. He never developed any character. He never had a character. He yeah. just could wrestle. Yeah, he's new Neville. And he never got over down there. No, it's just one day like he was people up on the... cheered for him, but he was not a star in NXT. Yeah, I, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't technically beloved. No, like everybody else down there. He was just a guy who could do a lot of cool stuff. Which begs the question: Was it too early? Yes, I clearly. You think it was or no? Yeah, it was definitely too early because he didn't have a character. Yeah, to me, yeah. If you don't have a character, there's no reason for you to be. Yeah, he only held one legit feud. Was it Baron Corbin? <laughs> there's a quote I love that's attributed to Abraham Lincoln, but I think it's been said that it's not him. But he basically says, "If you give me six hours to chop down a tree, I'll spend the first four sharpening my axe," which is kind of a. It's like an analogy to just preparation. You need to spend more time preparing than the actual act you're doing. And they're, they're never prepared for bringing a guy up to the roster. You should know exactly what this guy's doing for the first two months 
by the time he gets there. Have it, you know. Not say, oh, we want this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy on the main roster. And then they get there and they're like, okay, now what are we going to do? All right, this, all right, fellas, this is what you got. Yeah, you should know what you're going to do before you bring these guys up. And I think he's a clear case of, we just want to have him on the main roster. Yeah. But we don't know what we're going to do with him. Yeah, Neville. <laughs> yeah, right. Who started to, to gain some, some traction and then immediately got hurt. Yeah. Which was a shame for him. And he would have been a great addition to that ladder match at WrestleMania. Oh, yep. amazing. So, one of the matches that everybody wants to talk about, the dream match, the quote-unquote WrestleMania quality match, 15 years in the making, AJ Styles, the phenomenal one against the face that runs the place, John Cena. So, Aaron, your feelings on this match. Does this live up to what you expected? Did you like the way it played out? This match is hard to judge, but... I do like it stuck to the story. It's getting a lot of heat because it's not that cla- instant classic. Great video package, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Take that, Eric. <laughs> but yeah, this match gets got bad. I've seen this match get bashed a lot, but the important thing is it stuck to the story. Yeah. It wasn't the instant class like, like Owens and Punk was against Cena. This match was about was basically a story how AJ will wrestle circles around Cena. And the whole match, AJ had an answer for everything Cena tried to do. Yeah. Cena had a hard time getting any offense in this match. AJ was in control a lot of the match. Cena tried to get an AA. Um, AJ would counter. He went for the for the five knuckle shuffle. AJ counter. AJ had an answer for everything. He even countered an AA to a calf crusher. Mm-hmm. He had an answer. It was an awesome for, transition. Yeah, he had a he had an answer for everything. So People bashing this match because it wasn't a classic, but this was a pure wrestling match and a total complete story. Just, I don't like the well. I not to mention they're going to have other matches. Yeah, watching <laughs> Raw, I like the ending, but at the time I didn't like the ending. But like the calf, um, the stars clash, unprotected. They they did all that. They did all that work to build it up over the weeks. But with him going, doing, doing against New Day and her not taking out Woods, it dived right back down against Cena. But this match told a perfect told a perfect story about was how AJ's AJ's a better wrestler. He'll run circles around Cena. It was showed in it showed throughout the whole match when AJ tried when Cena tried to get any offense in. I agree. Like I said, he made a lot of points. I was gonna make it told a story. I really enjoyed this match from the standpoint of I thought it was a solid match. Um, again. Like you said, he, AJ was always countering different ways. He Cena went to throw him into the steps at one point. AJ jumped right over, jumped right back in the spot. ring, looked around. I was like, all right, is this all he's got? Mm-hmm. He even said that one point. Yeah. He's like, this is all he got? This is a joke. <laughs> like, just egging Cena on, pretty much getting in Cena's head. And I thought it made for a great match. Um, I was hoping they would have it end that in that nature, but it does help build for future matches. Like right. Again, this is just one battle in what's going to be a feud. Yeah, it's not. This is not the last time. So, it could even just be that they figured we'll do a, a more basic match for our first one, and then we'll build yeah. to whatever the next one is, and hopefully build towards a third one. I assume they're probably going to get at least three. If you're few, you don't seems show, to be you don't what, show your hand. Yeah, but that, but the whole matches. draft thing—that's another thing. That's true. So I think they might end up on SmackDown together. That well, that's what I was kind of assuming as well. So my thoughts on this, like you said, I liked. This story they told. I thought the psychology of this match was really good with Styles having said multiple times before, you know, you can't beat me. I'll run circles around you. In that ring is my home. You can't compete with me there. If I had been here these 15 years, you wouldn't be who you are. And I liked that, like you said, he had an answer for everything Cena did. 
at one point he was actually running yeah, around yeah. him saying like to say I am running circles around you. I thought AJ or AJ as a heel grew by leaps and bounds during that match last night because he, he got was, some booze. He got he's got some booze. He he was really irritating. He was really putting down Cena. I felt like he was really in love with himself. And I thought as a heel, he came a long way just in that match. I thought it was a great performance from him. Cena always is going to give you a good performance in a big match like that. And I was upset about the ending only because I feel like there's a way you could have a cheat finish that doesn't basically give Cena the win before the finish happens. Like, that match ended with everybody watching is like, well, Cena really won. He just didn't get the victory. Yeah, just do it. I didn't. I think they they could have found a better way to do that. I even thought they could have done a clean finish in this one, basically saying this is the first time we've wrestled, we've seen each other for fifteen years. Like, whoever lost could say like, oh yeah, you were better than I expected you to be. Like maybe if if AJ wins, Cena's like, okay, AJ, I'll give it to you. You were better than I thought. Or if AJ loses, and he says, you know what, Cena, I thought I'd run circles around you, but you were a better wrestler than I thought you were. I thought that was a story they could have told, but. Like you said, the next night we see the club. And I love the way they played that off. I think they so it may it's just a case that they actually planned ahead a little better. Go figure, they listen to us. Yeah, I know you said you had some comments on commentary. Oh, that's this is one of my comments on commentary. Oh, oh and th- during this match, how it, it annoys me <laughs> that JBL is supposed to be the heel commentator, but he's always a baby. <laughs> he's always pining for Cena. You're he, that's not. That's not the role you're playing. The whole big match, John. Oh, John Cena, Mago in a big match. Nobody shows big up. Match, John big match, John Mago. Like John Mago, <laughs> and he's complaining about the finish. Like he's he his role is supposed to be putting over that AJ did. What did Cena say the next night? He said, "Win by any means necessary." That's what you did, and talking like as if that's a bad thing. Whereas JBL should be putting that over as like that's what you're supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, you win by whatever any it means takes necessary. to win. You do that, and he's complaining about the finish. Did not like it. Did not care for it. It annoyed me immensely. I thought that was going to be one of your commentary. Oh critiques. no, mine's in the main event. Just the main event. <laughs> well, it, that, 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 was, that, that match got more energy than the main event got. That was mo- the most egregious. Yeah, it was. I just I don't like that whole JBL being in love with Cena. It just doesn't fit what his character is supposed to be. And Road Dog always talks about how it's character that matters. Wins and losses don't matter. Titles don't matter. All that matters is your character. Well, how about acting like it and giving your characters some consistency? Because they don't do that well enough. That's all I got to say about that. Money in the Bank ladder match. <laughs> Chris Jericho, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, Alberto Del Rio, Battle. Kevin Owens, and yeah, Perro. And the Perro, Dean Ambrose. Alberto said speak Spanish. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to call someone a Perro. How great. Perro idiots. Yeah, how great was that group promo they did? (laughs) That was was very entertaining. Owens saying, I'm special. My mom (laughs) tells me so. (laughs) It was incredible. I thought. He also said, uh, because Alberto came on, he's like, oh, he's going to speak Spanish to call someone a dog. They're entertaining (laughs) me. They're talking to me because I'm entertaining. Yeah. I don't say the same stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I don't say the same stuff. Perro means dog. Yeah. I love Jericho. Yeah, not knowing what Perro means. The only Perro I see is this pair of idiots. (laughs) Perro idiots. And then he did, before he got out of there, he did give us a gift to Jericho. Drink it in, man. And everybody was gone when he opened his eyes. The long pause. And then I think he closed with his stupid idiots. Afterwards, and then Owen says, "I'll just take the water." Ooh. 
He did say that. I forgot. <laughs> but I love that we got to drink it in, man, and it's Stupid Idiots before that thing was over. <laughs> as great as that was, I don't think it overshadowed the match. Nah. It was a good build for the match. So, Money in the Bank ladder match. Six guys, even though it was supposed to be seven. Still kind of bothers me that they didn't they didn't get that right. But whatever. That's never a strong suit. Of the How did you... Give me, just give me your thoughts on on this match. What you I, liked about it, what maybe you didn't. I mean, I thought it was pretty good match. Um, it didn't like blow me away. I thought it kept my interest. Um, I always hate when they go for the, the the big ladder build. Like they take a couple minutes to build this structure <laughs> yeah. instead of just climbing the ladder trying to win. They're building this structure. Obviously, they're setting up for something. I always hate that. But um, overall, it was a good match. Did you have a favorite spot? No. No, just just kind of a good group of spots. Oh, but yeah, just a bunch of groups, good nice spots. I mean, there's probably one that I, I I'm not recalling, but I mean, I was just more watching what everything was going on. Yeah, it's hard. It's easy to lose track. How about you? Well, I feel the same way about Joey in these kind of matches. Just they take they're not trying to win. They're just taking their time playing Legos and setting up setting up ladders and do stuff. It's like a rector set. Yeah, it's all over the place. It's like okay, you can clearly go win. So, but this match this match is good. Um. I think Del Rio shined a lot in this match. Like when the spot when they off up the ladder, he landed on the top rope yeah. on his feet and fell. That was awesome. Yeah, that looked rough. Yeah, I thought about you when Sammy did the Michinoku driver on the ladder. I was like, Ron screaming. See, I, I that's won't probably scream. the best spot. <laughs> I don't. I thought it was a good spot too. See, I won't scream when a guy actually lands on his back. I don't like when he's landing on the top of his shoulders and the back of his head. <laughs> That's what gets to me about that. But what the last he? couple times he's done the Mich- see, maybe he's watching the show. Because <laughs> the last couple times he's done the Michinoku driver, the guy has ended up flat on his back, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. But that was a good spot, and had to hurt. Yeah, it did. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like it was square, like in the middle of the back, like oh, didn't look good. So I projected Kevin Owens, I think two three weeks ago. I believe you did as well. <laughs> Did you pick Owens as well? Or no, you... I had Ambrose. You did. So you're the only one that picked Ambrose. I did Ambrose, but I think I also claimed that he would not cash it in that night. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, I almost changed my pick to Ambrose last week, but I figured uh, one of the things I learned in school is never change your answer. Mm-hmm. They say when you think the answer is yeah. one thing, don't change right. it. You're going to be wrong. So I, I stuck with it, and it looks like uh, my my youth youth education has failed me once again. <laughs> So, Big surprise, huh? Dean Ambrose comes out on top. I think we even commented last week they made it a little too obvious. Yeah, but that's shocking. They they never usually do that. Right. That, like, a, them them playing into that so much made us think that's that That's part of the there. reason why I thought it was, because they were pushing tri- triple threat, which, I mean, might be a little harder to do now since we're one man short, but yeah. they've been pushing towards that. Uh, so, we have, but uh, we have another question from the Lowdown Lord. Oh, I, yeah? He's, lowdown. He's trying to get over on the show. I'm, I, can, I can tell you. He says... <laughs> I'm back to give you the gift of the lowdown. And there's only one gift on this show, and the only one that we drink, and that's the gift of Ayla. <laughs> Say it. Drink it in. More, more like a hole. <laughs> and, then all, and then also, he said he's back to get the lowdown, but there's only one person that gets a lowdown on the show with a chest protector, and that's me. That is you. So, take that. So I, I feel like we should related. post the picture of you with the European champion. We should do that. <laughs> I'm, I tell you, I'm taking that to all the shows with me. <laughs> I feel like we should. What was it? Was that a question? Or oh yeah, he had a question about that. He said, "Do you feel they could? Do you feel the, they could have given Kevin Owens a, a briefcase and found another way to get Dean in the championship picture?" They definitely could have. I mean, I thought Owens was going to win. I just felt like he's 
the top heel they have, well, Rollins, I guess, kind of is now, but he's so obnoxious, he's so spoiled and entitled, and you know he'd give you some hilarious cash-in attempt. He'd be trying to cash in. <laughs> there would never be a title yeah. match that he's not trying to cash in on. So I think he would have been a great Money in the Bank, Mr. Money in the Bank, if you will. No question it would have been great, but I... And Dean, there's always a way for him to get involved with that. If 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 Seth is going to win the title, he clearly could... He could have just interfered in the match, and that would have got the three of them. There really was no reason. He, they could have done that without him having the Money in the Bank briefcase. So mm-hmm. I believe there were definitely ways they could have done it otherwise. Yeah, definitely could have. I liked... I mean, I got, this is a little different, I guess... But I always liked the idea of having that money in bank looming for a little more than a night. It wasn't yeah. even a night. Yeah, it gives you a chance to, to keep a story going for a while. Like, it's fun when somebody has it. And it's fun when the thing is, like, almost completely flat by the time <laughs> yeah. the guy finally <laughs> den- is just, like, destroyed. Um, yeah, what about you? What were your thoughts on was there a way to do it otherwise, other than the way they did it? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree there was another way to get, get to that triple, to show triple threat. But another reason I think they had Ambrose win and cash in is because we don't know what they're doing with the world title. There's going to be two world titles for the brand split. So, uh, uh, technically, the, originally the money money in the bank went to either show and, to, and they could cash in on whatever champion they, they wanted. But I'm not sure if they wanted to do that this time. <coughs> so, I think they, they try to get rid of the briefcase as soon as possible so there yeah. wouldn't be any questions about money in the bank. Right. Um... So was everybody happy with Ambrose winning the, the briefcase? Um, yeah, I was fine, but with him winning the world, if you want me to wait to, to talk about the world title, then I'll wait, but I, I can get to that when we get to that section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's hold that off. I was happy with him winning, too. I wanted, I was in my heart rooting for Jericho to get one. Knew he wasn't going to get it. So I was happy with Ambrose. Yeah, I would have been happy with... I was with. plenty happy with Ambrose. There wasn't too many people in that match I would have been really upset with if they won it. I mean, maybe Del Rio if I had to pick anyone just because he's won it before and I don't think he's been pushed main event card. Correct. Recently, he has so. not been. And it wouldn't have been a bad idea to do that with him. Uh, Rusev and Titus, the only thing I really had to say about this is I loved Rusev just harassing his kid. <laughs> I did too. And then saying Happy Father's Day. <laughs> and, well, Wale, and Wale was next to him. Yeah. Wale. Oh, I, was he? I yeah, didn't know. Yeah, Wale that. next to his kids. One of his kids sporting the uh, Odell Beckham look. Yeah. The coffee cake look. Yeah. Co- co- <laughs> coffee. The coffee cake. I thought you say coffee. The coffee cake look. Did we, uh, I'm assuming that that match didn't move the needle for anybody. Yeah, no. Lana. Okay, <laughs> um, for Lana. Well, that's because that's her fiance, the greatest. That's, that's a different United kind. States champion. That's a different kind of needle. Yep. <laughs> Play different. Di- so on to the main event: Rollins and Roman. I think we all thought there was no way Roman was going to walk out of there without the title. I thought this was a good match. I thought it was one. I was elated to see Seth Rollins back in the ring again, doing what Seth Rollins does best and what only Seth Rollins can do. I love, though, that Seth is not a cowardly heel anymore. He knows that he belongs at the top. He doesn't feel threatened or he's not coming across as weak. He just he knows how good he is. He knows he deserves to be the champion, and he knows he will get that belt back. He always he, he always makes the claim he never really lost it. So Yeah. Yeah, he didn't. And it, it, he's showing it based on the way he performed in that match. He was toe-to-toe with Roman Reigns from beginning to end. Alo, what what were your expectations for this match first of all, and did they were they met? 
Well, I had high expectations for this match already because I know they have these two will have the chemistry from being in the shield and the stories are stories there. I say I said earlier in my review or my rating, the crowd, I don't know what was wrong or they were just tired, but the crowd was pretty dead for the most part of this match unless it was something spectacular happened. I think it doesn't help when the crowd is the crowd can't respond the way you want the crowd to respond. Yeah. When when your baby face nobody likes. Yeah. And your heel everybody loves. Yeah. Stupid. And, you and, can't so rest that, that doesn't help. Yeah. And then there were so many times in this the comment I, I said it earlier, the commentary was so bad, but there were so many times in this match where there was just straight silence during the match. Like when he was setting up for a move or whatever, or, or going up the ropes or going up to turn by there was so much silence. There was no excitement from the commentary. The most excitement he really showed was during that AJ Cena match. I like how Seth baited Roman into the barricade because you could see him setting it up because he knew what Roman was going to do because he knows how Roman operates. So he knew what he was going to do and he had injured his shoulder in the, in the process. And then Roman sets up in the end sequences with the Superman punch and the false finishes. But when Seth caught him in that pedigree, from the spear. That was great. It was great. He didn't get all of it, mm-hmm. but he got enough. I've never seen that before. Same. I've never seen that before. I do like the ending. Seth, took, Seth did take advantage and outsmarted Roman, getting back, going back to being the architect of the situation. He got back. He took. He took. He baited Roman in and took advantage of it, and he won the title. And as far as Ambrose co- comes in, like I said, I think they just had him cash in because it fits the story, and it. it it sets up Battleground and SummerSlam. Moving yeah, it forward. escalated everything between the three of them. Yeah, yeah for, the, for, the, for the entire summer. But my thing with a- Ambrose winning is he hasn't done anything since February. Like, I'm probably the least biggest Ambrose fan on the show, but when he's, when he's, when he's doing something important, I'm like, okay. Like, his stuff with Triple H, that was great. Cause I, have, I hold his match against Triple H to a high regard. It's one mm-hmm. of the best matches of the year. But that last few was 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 a waste, it was not good, yeah, Jericho no. stuff was not good, so it's like, he doesn't hold my attention to care. Like, okay, he's funny and this and that, but where's the serious edge to him? That's my thing about Dan, uh, Dean Ambrose, and I thought if he turned heel last night, that it could have gave him more of, an, more of an edge and talk about how he's forgotten people in the shield and you people didn't care about me, yeah. it's not, but we didn't get that, but now we have a champ, now he's a champion, even on, even on commentary last night, he was great on commentary, he, he was open to anybody, any one of these guys facing him last night, and I think that with him having the title and being the guy, the main guy, well, the, the guy, the dude, <laughs> the dude, the dude, I, th- I, th- I think that with him having a title, we can see him more of a serious, serious portray more seriously, and I can probably get behind him because, like I said, I'm not that behind Dean Ambrose as much as everybody else is. Right. How about you? As far as the main event? Yes. I definitely had high expectations for this, and it lived up to most of them. I thought it was a good, solid wrestling match. I thought both wrestlers were really technical, and I, I was I was intrigued the whole match. Um, probably I, I would say like maybe a seven, eight out of ten if I had to range it. A um, couple things I was looking for I didn't get. I didn't like I stated earlier for money of the bank reasons, and I think it would have been better to have Rollins walk with the title. Um, again, I think they wanted to say every member of the Shield hold the title that yeah. night. That was, so that was, was kinda, a cool thing to say. It's, it is, it is. That kind of made it a little better for me, but ultimately I think it would title is better on Rollins right now because, like you said, they haven't really given Dean Ambrose enough momentum. If he wins that match against Brock Lesnar, which made no sense for him to lose, if he gets a couple, a little more you know, push and you could see him in the... But again, they had him feuding... Almost like where the other guys were for Money in the Bank and stuff. Yeah, and, and that feud with Jericho did nothing because it was about a plan. 
And a jacket. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was no real reason to be feuding. And a fake talk show. Yeah. <laughs> With oak tag. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was a good match. Announcers were I thought awesome. both guys gave great performances. I thought a lot of great near falls. I thought, like you said, the, the pedigree off of the spear was a great spot. Like, ingenious way to throw a pedigree in there. I liked that Seth was not booked to be weak or weaker than Roman. He would he came out of that just as strong as Roman, if not stronger. And I was glad to see him be able to get the win. Now he can always say because he was going to lose that match, mm-hmm. you know, at Survivor Series, yeah. whenever it was supposed to be. And now the first time they went head to head, he can always say that he won. Yeah. The thing with Ambrose. If the, he doesn't feel like the champion to me. Yeah, that's that, that was my point. And if this would have happened in February... Against Triple H. Or if it would have happened... Like, this could have happened around WrestleMania time, he would have felt like the champion. It would have been believable. This guy's your champion. This guy is, is the dude right now. And the way it happened... Granted, he won a great Money in the Bank match. And it is cool that those are his two former brothers in arms and like you said the whole thing with every member of the shield holding the title the same night but he just doesn't feel like the champion and I no. think that's unfortunate because there was a time when he could have done that and he would have felt like the champion yeah. I mean it's just a, yeah Corey Feldman I mean Dean Ambrose <laughs> he does look or, like or the dude whatever you want to call him it just doesn't it doesn't I mean it, it Kind of more of a comedy show Corey Haim yeah Corey Haim <laughs> one of the Corey's one of the Corey's he does look like Corey Haim so we gave our we gave our grades for the show. We all liked it, didn't love it. Raw the following night, not the most eventful episode of Raw we've ever seen, and some of the events that took place have now been undone based on someone getting himself suspended. <laughs> but show opens with Dean Ambrose getting out of a cab, almost awesome. leaving the <laughs> awesome. belt in there. He tells a lot of Las Vegas jokes in his promo to open the show. I did like, though, that as silly as he was, he was really emphasizing the idea all night that he's been working for that belt for two years. Yeah. Like, I think that as, even if everything else he does is silly, he's at least getting across the idea <laughs> that I've invested so much time into getting to this spot. Like Cle- I worked so hard for this. And he cleaned up that Cavs joke pretty quick, too. He did. <laughs> Fans didn't bite on it. He's like, oh, yeah, no, I don't yeah. like him either. Yeah, they did not bite on it at all. It was good, good improvisational skill. See, that's why you can let these guys go out there without a script, because some of them know how to handle themselves uh-huh. in a live TV situation. Roman comes out, congratulates him, asks how it felt to cash in on Seth. And he basically says, I would have done the same thing to you. Seth comes out, basically says, you stole this from me. That's my title. I never lost it. I beat him fair and square last night, and you stole it. Which sets up Shane O'Mac, obviously, coming out and setting up a number one contenders match. Here comes the money. I don't know. I don't think I like, as much as it made me laugh, I didn't like that they had Seth tell Shane, you can't make this decision, where's Stephanie? <laughs> because they did establish three weeks ago that he was not part of the authority anymore like that was not the deal yeah. and he's still and to me he should be beyond that at this point well the heels they all lean towards Stephanie yeah you can see him sort of playing sides they do but I think his case specifically like he went to her yeah it's kind of and she shut him down and then he kind of went off on his own he proved himself in that match on Sunday probably more than he ever had probably more than winning the title he proved himself by getting 
by pinning Roman Reigns. Like you said earlier, you're giving him props for standing on his own two feet and, you know, kind of being more of a man about it. And then, and then he went back kinda, to, kinda... where's Stephanie? Like, I, I need her to, to fix this for me. That I, I didn't like. It did make me laugh, but I didn't like it. They both had a, an interview with JoJo where they basically just said the stuff you expect them to say. Although Seth still is coming off kind of as a baby face to me. Yeah. Keeps talking about how he came back from the injury, how he's trying to prove himself. And it's like, I'm, we all like him. You can't have him play into where people who are supposed to not like him might like him too. Yeah. Unless they're just like, well, we don't care. We don't care who's a, who's a heel and who's a baby face. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, just letting him shoot. Yeah, so I don't but know. But they're still going to boo Roman. They're going to share everybody else, but just boo Roman. That's true. So they end up having another match, like you said, with Ambrose on commentary. He was great. I mean, he was hilarious, yeah. and he he put it, he's putting himself over as a fighting champion. Like, I don't care who I face. Whoever it is, I'll beat them. And he's always been like that. He just has never been really booked that way. Mm-hmm. This is kind of we actually I guess we don't really need to talk about that that much because ultimately ended up in a triple threat match that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, yeah, who knows? I mean, with Reigns now being out of the picture, did you at least like how they built it though? I mean, I guess we could at least talk the about triple that. Threat? How they built this whole story throughout the course of the night? Yeah, because like I enjoy I kind of enjoyed that Raw match a little better than the Money in the Bank match. It was a good match. It was a little more hostile. Yeah, it was a little hostile. The crowd you see, was. At- you can see. The crowd was into it. The commentary was, the commentary was was better than, than the night prior, and there were a lot of false finishes in the match. Both men got counted out, and I like how Ambrose said, "I'll face both of you guys in the same night, both one on one." Well, maybe it helped that Byron Saxon wasn't wearing a neon green button up. Maybe that's why he was doing better on Raw. <laughs> maybe. The, to your point about the double count out, uh, I wasn't going to say this, but I just remembered it. I also liked that it wasn't like one guy clearly had the edge. Mm-hmm. In the double count out, it was like they were both kind of even. They were both going for the ring when the count was stopped. Not, you know, Roman's almost there and Seth is still knocked out. Uh-huh. So I like that they came out even, and I think that makes the whole idea of these three guys going at it even more interesting. When there's not one guy who's clearly mm-hmm. better than the other two. When we first started the show, I used to always talk about Dean. Dean Ambrose is getting played off as Roman's little brother, mm-hmm. and it's not that way anymore. Yeah, they sort of pushed. Uh, they're getting away from that. Especially with, with the segment when he, earlier when he first came in and said, you know, I would have done it to you, too. Right. Well, whether or, not we got the, whether or not we get the triple threat at Battleground, I do like that they're making Battleground seem important because I always, I always complain about this. They always like, okay, we'll save it for the bigger show, but why can't you just present your best product at all times? Yeah, just do it. And yeah. then it forces you to tell better stories all year round if you're not always saving the good ones. Yeah, there's so many matches that we could have had, but we didn't because you're like, okay, we'll all oh, we'll save this at WrestleMania. And that was one of the things I thought. I was like, you know what? This is kind of brilliant. They're trying to do it now because you can't foresee that in August all three of them are going to be healthy. Yeah, and on top like of that, someone could easily get hurt. Yeah, because like the dirt, the, the dirt sheets. Okay, drug test. <laughs> yeah, the dirt sheets are reporting that which somehow happened. The dirt sheets are reporting that Roman. They knew about this on Saturday. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so because. Well, Roman, Roman will have to drop the title, but that makes no sense. He will be on Raw, so I, I don't, I don't buy that at all. So, no matter what, we'll see this eventually in the summer. Because even if this is just Seth and Dean one on one, I can see this match roughly ending in disqualification, Roman interfering, and then you get the, the triple threat at SummerSlam, which works. Yeah, it's, it, it works for them to do that. Yeah. So I had a comment on commentary from last night, which was. Michael Cole calling the dirty dirty deeds a pedigree. 
He's so bad. And did you see all the memes on? Did you see the everything everybody was posting on Twitter today with every? People were posting posting gifts of every finisher with the caption under it that it was the pedigree. Oh really? I didn't see that. Yeah, it was hilarious. Was every, a, everyone I saw. There was one out. of those that uh, my friend called out too at the on the pay per view, the Money in the Bank pay per view. Um, in the AJ Cena match, he did the springboard off the, and did a, a pretty much a four fifty. No, he called it a shooting. Yeah, star called it a shooting stars. Like shooting stars, the other way around. No, so bad. <laughs> that was a four fifty. He is so bad. Yeah. So th- this storyline is probably not going to pay off the way it was intended to. But I do like that immediately the day after Money in the Bank, we know kind of what the main event is going to be for Battleground. We have all this time to build to it, and I think Rollins and Ambrose, <laughs> if it's just the two of them. We'll tell match. an incredible story. Yeah, because because that's their always that <clears throat> this whole shield thing they can go back to this for years. This because these guys are always going to be connected. They, they did so much as a group together. Yeah, yeah that you, you're never going to kind of run out of the yeah, idea. If you that, if you need a program, you can go right back to any any combination of those stories. Kind of funny though they were building that up and they had the uh, packet the video package and they they showed it when the shield first came out and they're wearing like pretty much. The turtlenecks. Black, black yeah. turtlenecks. Yeah. <laughs> the turtle, yeah. Cut the vests later. They're very business casual. <laughs> yeah. Started yeah. off with black turtlenecks. That is funny, and I had forgotten that that was the original look. I just had to laugh at that. Yeah, the, the, the riot gear was a lot better. Yeah, the SWAT gear was if, a lot if, better. It's a little better. Than the casual Friday look. <laughs> the, the mock turtleneck casual Friday. It's like they're working crew at some yeah. stage, buddy. <laughs> so AJ and the club and Cena got built up even a little more. Like we said, they kind of paid off that story a little bit last night with AJ coming out saying he's kind of upset. He should be happy right now. He beat John Cena, but he's not happy. Demands a public apology and then ends up being a joke of an apology. They call out Cena to give him an apology. They give him a joke apology as well. And ultimately, they're saying, they're both using this as, well, now you have an excuse. Like, you're not really as good as you said you were. Cena saying, AJ, you're not as good as you said you were. That's why your boys had to help you. And AJ saying, well, you, you're using this as an excuse because you're not as good as you said you were. So I, I guess this is going to be a theme leading into their next match. Who's better? Which one is really as good as they say they are? I always err on the side of John Cena's going to win when it comes down to it. I think AJ should come out on top in this feud, although he's not a young star that needs to be built up at this point. Well, in WWE's eyes, he is. He's new, but he's not a guy that they need to build up that they're going to be using for the next 10 years. Uh, Yeah, I don't think he needs it. It would be good for him story-wise, but I don't think he needs it. But I loved that he issued the challenge and Cena accepted the challenge to face him tonight, and he said, whoa, I'm not talking about me, any one of these two guys. (laughs) I have the Stone Cold podcast later. (laughs) Yeah, again, great Heel work from AJ. He's he's been great on the mic. Yeah, yeah, he's since, been solid. Yeah, I think he he's had his best promos, his most entertaining time <clears throat> on the microphone in these last three weeks. Cena obviously is destroying Anderson, and then he gets beat down by the club once again. They're obviously not. They haven't announced that that's a match at Battleground, but I think we could all agree yeah. it's going to be. Prognosticating. Well, I'm not sure. Maybe we can like. You think we get a six man tag? We but could. Who who would they have? Yeah, who, who would I, you I don't know. If you were booking it. Because right now they have New Day kind of going yeah, against the I thought, I thought New Day would be out there. But the that Wyatt's. was my initial thought. But I don't know because I'm going back to this Finn Balor thing. <laughs> so you think he's going to come up and, and go up against the club? 
Possibly because it'll be a great story storyline. Like, hey, welcome, welcome, to, welcome. They could, you know, they could welcome, welcome him, welcome, open arms, and they, and he'll just reject reject them and just enjoy Cena because he's with Nakamura. I'm not sure if that's a Brooklyn match or they're going. On, they have a Japan tour the first week of July. I think it's going to be in Japan. So it may be that might be a, something they use to sell Japan and show mm-hmm. it on the network. But that's not that's not the confirmed yet. I so, think that's what they'll do. But his other partner, I don't know who it will be. Yeah. I, I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to have just another match. Yeah, I, I feel that way too. I mean, they could do that because they, they've been seemingly doing that a lot more lately. Yeah, and have somebody to counter, counter the club. Could we just, so, like, maybe they get him in a cage or something? But at, at this point, I think Cena needs somebody to counter the club. The only problem, yeah, there, there's just no obvious. The most obvious group to do it would have been the New Day, and they're yeah, with the as wives. we said, otherwise occupied. Which but I don't. I, want I to love see. this. I love yeah. this promo. I love the way they're building the Cena AJ Styles angle. I love how he pulled the club out, made him apologize. Um, what's our friend's name from uh, on Matt Madness? He he asked the question. Do you think AJ would be upset? Isan Afridi. Isan Afridi. I don't think AJ cares how he won that match. I think he's ultimately playing mind games with John Cena. I think he wants to make him look like a fool. I think he wants to play with him like that. Yeah, I think ultimately he was just joking with, with his boys out there. They, they knew they were apologizing. They knew what they were doing yeah. out there. I like how AJ just said, I beat you, yeah. and you have an excuse for why I beat right. you. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah, AJ because he didn't care proud. how he got it. And yeah, then he also, AJ is proud of I like how he called out he called out Cena, too. He's like, that's why no one likes you, because you always think you're right. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even hear. I don't even think I noticed that. He did. <laughs> don't steal my job again, Joey. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> Heck did that. You see where he yeah, I, <laughs> he's in the parking lot. Yeah, I think uh, I think truck. AJ is proud of what he did, and I think he was like Cena said in the promo, any means necessary. And I think AJ yeah. and the club are just fine with that. It's From the, birthday tomorrow, and you're stealing his job. <laughs> exactly. Well, he's getting he's getting old. He might be losing it, so I want to I want to make sure he stays on top of it. You know, so it happens you get old. Yeah. But I mean, from the match yeah. the night before when he was dancing around, from tonight when he was kind of like being campy and joking with Cena about it. I think he's just playing with Cena, trying to get in his head, trying to prove that he's better than Cena. And then there was no Super Cena, because after he <coughs> took Cody Anderson, the club came out, there was no Super Cena. Cena yeah, didn't clean did. the house. They mm-hmm. just destroyed him. And I thought the cleaning house was was rapidly approaching. I did too, but that. he didn't. The club took him out. Which they needed to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you could sort of say it was Super Cena when that match with Anderson was kind of kind of a squash. But that was that was the that was the point of it. For I me. know, but I would like to see them like. And it's the way Cena would, like, he would like a little more of a fight. Yeah, but Cena he would like look up the ramp to yeah, make yeah, sure where the club was around. Yeah, he's he distracted all the time. Yeah, well, we got KO and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn resuming their one-on-one feud. That much like uh, in the Dark Knight, the Batman and the Joker were destined <laughs> to oppose each other for the rest of their lives. I like the way Zayn won this match because it wasn't just your standard. Roll up, he actually countered the pop-up powerbomb into a pinning combination, yeah. which I liked. They always have a good match. Mm-hmm. And then Owens obviously can't handle losing, so he attacks him backstage, and it ensues in another brawl. Is there ever a time when these guys are not involved with each other in <laughs> no. the foreseeable future? I, I, at this point, for him, they've, been put, they've been putting on the... They, put, they, they made a point that, they, that these two has to end. So I think you might see these guys go on separate shows, possibly. That's what I was thinking. For, for, for it to end, but this is how you have a blood feud. How many, how many so-called blood feuds have we had in the last six months of the year? 
And you don't see this. Fighting backstage, you could tell these people, these guys legit hate their best friends in real life, but you could tell they legit hate each other yeah. on TV because they had the perfect chemistry for it. And this goes back to Ring of Honor. So, I, I have a question either one of you can feel free to answer. So, hmm. I watched Money in the Bank leading up to Raw last night. So, I watched literally seven straight hours of <laughs> WWE. Which I feel so bad for you. <laughs> I, don't re- I don't recommend anyone doing because after a certain point, it is not, no longer enjoyable. It's not. And there was a lot of stuff I was not retaining when I was watching Raw. Did they mention at all that Owens was the one who cost Sami Zayn the Money in the Bank match? Because he was the one who took him off the ladder when he got to I don't the recall. Top. No, yeah, I don't recall it either. So if, if they did not, I was actually wishing the way they would have gone about it, if, if in fact they're going to go ahead and keep feuding with each other now, which it looks like they may. Do you think, do you agree, I feel like they should have, it should have been like the Intercontinental match, yeah. where they each cost each other the match, because they were so hung up on each other that they kept each other from winning. I feel like they should have kind of done the same the same story point in this match. Definitely. That, would have that been one e- of them may have had a chance to win, but they were so distracted by the other that they kept kept the other person. And we gave more, you know, more validity to this match coming up tonight. That they just threw them together again. It would have gave it something to hang off of. Yeah, or I feel like at least they should have mentioned that Owens was the one who cost Sami yeah, Zayn the exactly. case. But that being said, you're saying it, it has to end. Yeah, it has to end. Are you ready for it to end? Nah. Are you ready for it to end? No, because I, I always love these feuds. <laughs> good these TV. career long feuds. It's great. It's great. It's great TV, and people want to see it. And they're both great. Yeah. It's not like these are two just like regular run of the mill mid card. Nah, these all, are two awesome great matches. younger guys that I could watch them wrestle every week on Raw. Yeah, and the, yeah, and the, and the story is there. It's not like when we saw. And Vince old... Russo would hate it. <laughs> oh, anything to make him pissed. <laughs> It's, it's not like how we was how, we, how how in February when we saw Ziggler and Owens every for four weeks straight. The story for Sami Zayn Owens is there, so the story is always gonna be there, and they, their hatred toward each other will always be there. So, and they can always tell different stories, and the matches will always be different depending on the situation. Yeah, they both can do so much. Yeah, and Kevin Owens is just so entertaining. He's so special, like his mom tells him. <laughs> He's special. <laughs> uh, tag team division. I'll actually start this off with the return of the Wyatts. I was happy to see Bray back. I'm as big a Bray fan as anybody. He looked in great shape, too. He did. He lost a lot of weight. He did. Uh, I thought he looked really good. I liked the vignette they gave them. Mm-hmm. What was with that? Was it somebody's pregnant? Yeah, the, the baby. A pregnant belly that said, it's coming. And it's there coming. was a sign at one point that said, innocence, but it was spelled wrong. <laughs> so, it had to be on purpose because it was I-N-N-O-S-E-N-S-E. So, it was spelled wrong. So what do we think is coming? Is this is Sister Abigail going to show up? Is there going to be? Do you think maybe they're going to start pulling people away from other groups they're with? I have no part idea. Of them? What was up with Woods? Well, that's the point I'm making. Is the the whole thing with the Wyatts is they're supposed to be appealing, and they made that point last night, which I don't think they ever really did that before. They kept saying how you can't take your eyes off this guy. He's so charismatic and saying all these things. His whole thing is he's supposed to be a cult leader that people are attracted yeah, they're to. Foul. He did that with Daniel Bryan at one time. Daniel Bryan was in the Wyatt family for what, a week or two? Wearing the overalls? Well, he had to join them. He was forced to join them. He was the forced Wyatt. to. Okay. That was like kind the of garbage was just starting to, to... Actually, that was one of the, my favorite things was him on top of the cage after he turned on the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, he so his whole thing is he's supposed to be able to draw people in. So I think that was like Woods being mesmerized, mesmerized and drawn by Bray Wyatt. I, I, but I also wonder if maybe because Francesca too was not there last night. I wonder if the turn for Woods was supposed to have already started, and he was not the same Xavier Woods when he walked out there. I don't know. But Xavier Wyatt <laughs> could be. It's it's silly, but. Especially because Xavier is really the... He's the one who brought the New Day together. Mm-hmm. It would be weird to see him be the one, but I guess he's the perfect. If anybody could pull off being in the Wyatt family <laughs> out of those three, it Woods. would be Woods. But I, I don't know if that's maybe what's coming. Is they're going to start drawing people to them and increase the size of the Wyatt family. He missed his thing. As Bray's individual size decreases, the size of his family increases maybe. I don't know. I just hope Strowman and Harper... Strowman and Rowan aren't tag champs because... The yeah, match no. is gonna be horrible. Yeah, yeah I do. I wish Luke Harper could have been there. Yeah, if it's Harper and Harper and Rowan, that's fine. He's gonna, be, he's gonna be out for a little while longer. We were actually all there when we saw him unnecessarily take that injury. Yeah, thanks, Vince. <laughs> do you have any? Do you have any? Yeah, we saw it firsthand. Yeah. Do you have any prediction on what the message on the pregnant belly means? To be or honest with really. you, no, not really. To be honest with you, I didn't think that too much into it. I was looking at that as a, you know, why it's coming back kind of in a way. But yeah, but that was I know. But so we, that uh, is the lost fan in me that I'm trained <laughs> to pay attention to every. Yeah, because that was real. I never saw that in their vignette. Yeah, I thought it was weird they kept showing the pregnant person. It was like yeah, it was more than odd. once. Yeah, so I, I think it means something. I guess we'll find out what it means. I don't really have yet a big um, interest in seeing the new day against the Wyatts. Well, it's different, but. Well, just Luke Harper. Yeah. <laughs> but we aren't getting Luke Harper. No, we won't for a while, probably. So, Bray says, we have not forgotten. What do you say? We have not forgotten what we believe in, or basically something along those lines. We have not forgotten what we stand for, is what he said. Mm-hmm. And we're as strong as we've ever been. So, my hope is that they book the Wyatts out to be this threatening, terrifying group. The way they should have. And Imagine. not just be guys who come out and cut long promos. Yeah. That's really and lose. What, and lose, correct. Lose every big match. Be a jobber to the stars, yep. as you like to put it. Uh, the New Day, like we said, Woods may be, you know, endangered by his exposure to the Wyatt family. I guess we'll find out soon. Enzo and Cass went over the vaude villains. <laughs> Can we... Johnny Laryngitis. <laughs> yeah. I did want to bring that up. Johnny, Johnny that Laryngitis. And what did, uh, I can't remember what Cass said about Johnny Levin, Johnny Coughing into the a, microphone. <laughs> yeah, coughing into the microphone. He said, you may have been a dynamic dude back in the day. And then he called him, so I forget what he said. I'm a dynamic dude. <laughs> I, John! I didn't mind seeing dynamic Big John. <laughs> John! John! Does Nikki, do, <laughs> does Nikki do that thing that her mother does in bed? <laughs> <laughs> what did it, what did it, what was he called? The Bella what? The oh, Patriot of Bellaville. Patriot of Bellaville, that's what it was. Yeah, I liked seeing Big Johnny. I didn't. He, no. he was so bad. See, I had limited exposure to I, Big Johnny. I, I just so. want to see Bischoff. Did, but I don't know. Could see that coming soon. I just want to see Bischoff, and I'll be set. The last thing I wanted to get to with the Wyatt family is I did like when Bray said, you know, I see your future. New day falls. New day, day falls. Fall. I like that, too. I thought that was a great line. I always love the Fireflies, also. Yeah. So Enzo and Cass wanted a decent match. Against the Vaude Villains, kind of par for the course. Do we think that Enzo and Cass will be anywhere? Think do we think they'll have WWE copper 
any time in the next, by the end of the year? I don't know anymore. They keep going, they keep changing the tag team division so much, so I don't know anymore. Like I said, the New Day and the Wyatt seem to be a thing, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, by the end of the year, it's only the possibility, I think, if New Day loses the titles to, you know, a heel team. They'll be going next month. They'll drop them next month because they'll have the record by then. So there's no need, no need for them to still have it, yeah. basically. Well, see if it was going to the dark side, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what will happen to their tag team titles. I don't know. Yeah, he, did, he did, wasn't even ready to chime in on his no, catchphrase. No, he missed, he missed his, his segment. Of the W. W E World Tag Team Championships. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't do it last night because he was so enthralled with with Bray Wyatt. And I am entertained by that, but uh, I'm still I'm still sticking with I'm the W Tag Team Champion. <laughs> no, I'm the WWE. No, I'm the WWE Tag Team Champions. <laughs> that was a great tag team storyline. I will say that. Women's division. Natty attacked Becky. Which furthers that story. Charlotte beats Paige based on Dana Brooks' interference. She is so bad. <laughs> I don't know if she's worse in the ring or outside the ring. She is so bad. The role she's in is terrible. She was she was good when she was with Emma because she got to be who she is. Now she's not that kind character of, anymore. Yeah, they kind of forced her on Charlotte. But what overshadowed that is the return of the boss. Thank God. <laughs> The return of the boss, Sasha Banks. I'm just waiting for the color. Oh, yeah. I, 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 here, I'll, che- I'll cheers to you, though. It's coming! It's coming! Well, yeah, when somebody calls it out, it's always going to follow soon after, because then I start thinking about it. <laughs> I love how you went for the cheers, though. I was. I thought that's what you were doing. I did. I you were congratulating me. I am congratulating I'm well, very happy you. for you. Thank you. Thank you. She came out. She dropped Dana Brooke with one punch. And that was impressive. So bad. Dana Brooke is so bad. But... That just, that put Sasha over as the boss. It wasn't like she had a scuffle with her. She just dropped her immediately. Got in there. Charlotte ran away. Hits the backstabber. Holds up the title. Dana gets fought off by Paige. And then the segment ends with Sasha holding up the women's championship. Thank you. My one concern with this is, it, and I said this to you earlier, it looked like the way it ended with Paige and Sasha in the ring and Dana and Charlotte, that they could be going tag team for now. Which, Which I, is I not what I want to say. Yeah, I, I can, I can see. Um, I might, I, possibly a triple threat because Paige kind of got screwed. But yeah, I, th- yeah. I think they'll probably they'll probably have a tag match with, between those four coming good, up soon. Good to see they dug Paige up. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> thank, thank, well, thank God she got out of jail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That whatever happened there. Uh, did you even see details on what exactly? It happened? wasn't. It was her, her and Real had an argument, but according to the. Laws or something they had they had a detainer but they didn't say exactly what she did wrong. So trouble in paradise already. Yeah, that's Kofi case. Not a lot of Kofi. Page, Page is a head case for per total deals. Yeah, yeah, I would assume Del Rio probably is a little bit too. He's know. a perro. He's a perro. Perro. <laughs> that means dog. Were you? I mean, obviously, I know how big of a Sasha Banks yeah. fan you were. Yeah, I, I was like, thank because I, I didn't get it. I didn't get were it. Were you happy with how she was portrayed? Well, we saw it. We saw it at Royal Rumble. It's like, how many times are you going to do that? But but you got to bring her, you got to bring her back somehow in this situation and it, like I've been saying for months, she's go, she's undefeated on the on the WWE roster. 
I think that Dana Brooke will play a factor into that match. I'm sure they'll get a match at Battleground. If it's not a triple threat, it'll be a one-on-one between those two. I, I, I think Charlotte retains, and then at SummerSlam, Sasha will get her moment. So did you mark out to so, the music hit? Yes. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so one way or the other, we will see her win. Yes, the we'll see it right. one way or another. <laughs> Rusev and Titus. Titus was none too happy about the way Rusev treated his family. Rusev exclaimed over and over again that he didn't care about his family. Titus threw him around for five minutes. The bell never rang. It was not a match. So I think this is clearly going on for a little while longer. Why? I don't know. It doesn't need to, but it clearly is. Miz and Maurice. I loved it. I loved it. (laughs) I knew you would. Did you like it or no? It was all right. It was all right? Yeah, yeah. Would you ever act that way on set? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, would I have? Oh, you have? Jeez. Talk down to the entire crew. Well, I mean, if they're if they're incompetent fools, yes. They don't bring you your quail protein. Well, I mean, I haven't tried quail protein. I'm not going to stretch it, but uh, if I don't have my lukewarm Gatorade and my <laughs> room temperature, room temperature, uh-huh. uh, room temperature possibly. I like more lukewarm. Okay, lukewarm. Yeah, dead. So don't, I enjoyed don't it twisted. too. I thought it fit the character. I assume he's going to be back within the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So, but it was good all, just to see the belt on TV because people can't be allowed to forget about it, or else it'll it'll go right back down the tubes. Why didn't we have that it. title in anywhere in the Money in the Bank instead of like another rendition of Corbin Ziggler? Well, he's I guess still Marine Fox. He's not. He can't perform right now, so they didn't want to. That's yeah. He's he's filming that summer blockbuster. Marine that sounds Fox. like <laughs> that sounds like Maurice's problem. It, it is he her can't problem. Right yeah, now. <laughs> it is her problem. If it's anybody's problem, it's hers. Jericho and Shane had an interesting little... First of all, when the camera just cut to Jericho, just that look, on, that sour look on his face. It didn't, he didn't even have to talk. Like, I, I, was, I was laughing immediately just seeing his face. I loved that he said whatever, whatever show Shane ends up on, he hopes he's not on that show. The decisions you're making have been stupid, which could only have been made by a stupid idiot. <laughs> stupid idiot. And Shane keeps promoting the idea that he's going to be running both shows. And Stephanie does too when she's there. Uh, one person's not going to run both, right? I know. I mean, we, we can no. agree on that. Yeah. If that's not going to happen. That's the way I feel. All right. Uh, that's kind of what I'm hoping as well. The Corbin Ryder match... Corbin got a win on TV that wasn't against Ziggler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't a technical wrestling match. He didn't take uh, a kick to the groin. <laughs> so that was a win for Ryder as far as, as, far as I'm concerned. He, he was on TV, so that's a win for him. Ryder with a nice elbow drop off the top rope. <laughs> executed brilliantly. Nothing really big to talk about on NXT this week. Bailey apparently has a doctor's appointment next week. She'll <laughs> no. find out if she's uh, allowed to come uh, back to <laughs> And we found out that Finn and Nakamura will have a match. How can you not be excited about that? Yeah, I liked that promo that they had. I liked how much Finn put over NXT and how much he loves NXT. How he became NXT and NXT, NXT became him. Too sweet. Yeah, I loved, <laughs> liked that he did that. And I love that Nakamura said... I watched you from Japan become the icon of NXT. You're not the champion anymore, but you're, you're still, still the icon. icon. And if I want to be the champion, I have to beat you. That's an awesome. So, so technically, that means he's going to lose. Yeah, yeah, which means he's probably going to be demoted soon. Yeah, he's getting a demotion. Well, they can't mess him up. 
They can't mess them up. Don't say can't. <laughs> yeah, they can. It'd be hard work. <laughs> well, it's easy for them can't. to mess them up. Yeah. So that's really, I don't know. Did anybody else have anything from NXT they wanted to discuss? I didn't. Samoa Joe. Oh, the authors of promo. Oh, that's a good promo. By are the authors of pain related to the Rock? Are the what? Authors of pain, whatever they are, related to the Rock? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> okay. I think one of them actually might be from India. Okay. Yeah, one. They don't. They don't look like they're the same culture, both of them. But I mean, one could be. <laughs> I have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure one of them I remember being billed as like one of the first signees from India. Because I, I I know like they're like real like. Accomplished athletes. Yeah. I think... And I, I think it's smart for them to have Paul Ellering with them if they're trying to get oh, them over great. Yeah. as, like, this, you know, wrecking crew of a team. Yeah, it's a way to, you know, get more recognition without having to More recognition, it puts less pressure on them because they have somebody so accomplished with them. Speaking of new NXT talent, do we, does anyone know anything about this first Japanese... Shiny that they Chinese. 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 No. But no, I don't know anything no. about Ever hear of them or no? Never. No. Maybe I'll look them up and on the show next week. So you got your we homework. We can discuss what we've learned. Yes. You got to look up. You got to look up this guy and we got to find out if either the author of Pains or related to The Rock in any <laughs> form or fashion. Yeah, we will, we'll find out both of those things by next week's show. Because if I if I see anything that kind of looks like a Simone tattoo, I just <laughs> assume that we have a lot. The Rock. <laughs> That's the family, the family crest. <laughs> yes. So do we have listener questions this week? Yeah, we got one from um, the babyface Ronald Lloyd. Okay. All right. Thank you, Ronald. He Thank says, you, Ronald. He says, with the upcoming WWE draft, if you were in charge of one show, Raw or SmackDown, what two people would you draft first to build a program around? Mm, great question. Ooh. I would probably... Right. So this is going to be a very self-serving answer. I probably would draft Roman Reigns and Cena just to ensure they're on the same show and you don't have one of them on each wow. show. Wow. That's a surprise. And then maybe Roman can go over Cena, and then the torch can be officially passed. And then Cena can start being the elder statesman that Shawn Michaels was that's in like his a, last four or five years. That's like an IWC wet dream match. <laughs> imagine imagine the crowd. <laughs> it would be a hot crowd and all the, for all the wrong reasons. Uh-huh. But I do think eventually John Cena has to take that role that Shawn Michaels had where he's putting guys over as he's going on his way out. Yeah, Shawn still got his wins, but he put the guys over for the most part. Yeah, like when it really mattered, the Uh, big matches. He would put on the match of the night, but he would typically, you know, put the other guy over. So that's what I would say. It's a self-serving answer, and there's an agenda with it, but there's a lot of backstage politics and wrestling, so that's what I would do. That's why it rolls. How about you? Two guys you'd immediately put into a program with each other on either Raw or SmackDown. Well, this is kind of personal because it's probably two of my favorite wrestlers right now. If I was going and I had to make a choice, I'd probably go Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. I think it's just a phenomenal match. You're setting everything up. Could carry a card for months. They have a history to build on. Oh, yeah. From, what, 10 years ago mm-hmm. when nobody knew who Seth Rollins was? So I think that'd be fun to see. And I know they want to wrestle each other again on a big yeah. stage. Yeah, they, they work a lot of events together, facing each other mm-hmm. in triple threat matches. And, the, yeah, the, the pedigree off of the Styles Clash is a, a great transition. I don't know if you've seen it or not. I saw the Vertebreaker. Basically, he's trying to lift Seth up to set up the uh-huh. Styles Clash, and Seth is flipping all the way over. Well, oh, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. oh I, I, I gotta see that. Yeah, it's kind of. So if you haven't seen it, that's I, something to look forward. I, to. I, I gotta see that. <laughs> I, well, my answer, I'm, I'm gonna agree with Joey because you want to have with um, Seth and AJ because you want to have something new right away just just to put an emphasis on the product on, in a, on mm-hmm. with um, the brand split. Another one I would have is 
Finn Balor against AJ Styles in the club because it's something new. You've never seen it before, and you will want to see that. And like I said, they have all the history from being back to New Japan with the club. The club could try to welcome Finn with open arms, and Finn could just deny all all the love, all all the um, all the love from the club. I like it. I think it'd be good. It'd be great. What else do we got? All right, one second. We have another question from the Thursday birthday boy. J E double F J A double R E double T Joe Lafferty. Double J Joe Lafferty. Yep. Uh, with Dean Ambrose cat he says, with Dean Ambrose cashing in money in the bank, what are what are your top five money in the bank cashins of all time? So I don't have five because I think my eight or nine year, whatever it was, hiatus from WWE has been well documented. So I missed a lot of them. So the cash-ins that I particularly enjoyed that I've seen, my top three would probably... Ziggler's cash-in was great. Night after Raw. What year was that? What WrestleMania was that after? 29. 29. Was that when it was in New York or no? Yeah. Okay. That's up there. That'd probably be my number three. I think I would say Sandow's cash-in because that was a great match. It was probably the best match that Damian Sandow ever got to have. Mm Mm-hmm. If we didn't have a lot of technical equipment here, I'd pour one out for Damian Sandow because he never was allowed to achieve what he could have achieved. So that's that's really for for Damian Sandow more than anything. And then the best one ever, Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 31. Joey? I don't think there's any any debating that in my eyes. I was kind of similar to Ron. I didn't really, uh, I mean, I know him, but I, I can't really remember exactly how they laid out. But, I mean, I'd have to go, obviously, top one Rollins. I thought it was probably one of the best. Then one of my personal faves, you got um, Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. um, CM Punk, I thought was a good one, and um, probably Dolph Ziggler. Again, that's I, I think oh. that's four. Job Ziggler. <laughs> Job Ziggler. This was pre-Job Ziggler. <laughs> How about you? I know you're going to have a, it's a very set in stone. Yeah, yeah very. Yeah. I got my five. Okay. Number five is going to be Randy Orton on Daniel Bryan because it was a yeah. beloved moment. Daniel yeah. Bryan confetti coming down, and yeah. his feud with Cena. He came, Summer, they, was that SummerSlam? Yeah. They told his whole story, and Triple H turned on him. I remember this that. Because that, they kept saying he wasn't, he wasn't a face, a corporate. He didn't look good. He was a good-looking guy. Yeah. He wasn't handsome. He was a goat face. Yeah, there you go. That's a great one. Number four is RVD at One Night Stand against Cena. Match was awesome. I just rewatched it not too long ago because it was just in this day in history. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, I'm gonna go with Dolph Ziggler because that pop was just awesome. Uh, awesome. And number two, I'm gonna go with Edge because what well, his first cash in because that I was knew a, I forgot one. That, that was, was when the Money in the Bank was first made, and he cashed in after an elimination chair match, and then Vince came out because I ordered that pay per view. Vince came out and says this person's cashing in Money in the Bank for the, for a title shot, and. When they said money in the bank could be used any time, any place, I never thought any time, any place. Yeah, any place. Really meant any time. Yeah, I, I didn't really mean it. So it was like a kind of a mark out moment for me. Edge like, oh, just won the world title. I lost, I lost it. That was what, 04? 06. 06, okay. Yeah. So we're speaking no. to your, your calls too. Wasn't RVD's one when he cashed it in? Wasn't he one of the few ones that like, yeah, he called made out. a match? Yeah, he made a match, yeah. So wow, f- he was what, the first a four, one. Fourteen-year-old Alo, yeah, marking out. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you, you guys know how much I love Edge. I was yeah. like, oh my god, Edge just won the world title. <laughs> I love it. Because I never, I, I would never thought that 
he would cash in any time, yeah. any place. Right after three, he was like, say, okay, I'm ready to cash in and announce it ahead of time. And then number one, just just for shock, another shock factor would be Seth Rollins. And it closed the greatest the moment of the yeah, because that was in the back of your, that was in the back of your head. You would have, you would have never thought about that. Yeah. And then, I don't know if you guys saw the video of him just saying thank you to Roman after yeah. the curb stop yeah. when he was out here with Benny Pindo. It was a great setup for all that, too, for, for mm-hmm. Rollins. I mean, the, just the whole story arc fit perfectly with the way he cashed it in, yeah. so that gave it a little more. Right. Ayla, I don't know if you have another question, but I do know someone snuck a question in to Joey. I got a question. Oh, God. From the, sto- <laughs> the showstopper. From Truth or Consequences, New Mexico asks. <laughs> when the brand split happens, what would you do different than the original brand from the original brand split in 2002? Hmm. I'll take this one first. I would just like make it actually good. Joe, who is that, Joe? Hmm? Who's that from? That's from uh, Truth or the Showstopper from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. You can't figure out who that is. Is that his government name? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, yeah, also government cheese. <laughs> first first of all, I'd make it good. But what I'd do different, I still would just have one world title that makes the one world title super important. <clears throat> then that not every feud has to be for a world title. I would keep the alternating pay-per-views. I wouldn't do the, the two pay-per-views per month. And sometimes your show is fighting for the world title. Sometimes your show isn't. And it makes the title that much more important when it's on your show. That would be what I'd do. Okay, well, How um, about you? I wouldn't split up any stables of tag teams. Good one. I, I wouldn't do that at all. I wouldn't segregate the women. Well, they didn't do that before. What I'm talking about. Um, no brand, spe- no brand specific pay per views because you. Ha- that means you have to dig deep to your roster yeah. and see matches that nobody wants to see. That they're not. They're not important. You and I do disagree on the on the women. I want them to be on Raw. Well, I don't think they will segregate their audience like that because they have a, a high viewership of women. I don't think they will have the women just look, have, have be like, okay, you have to just watch this show for the women. I don't think they'll segregate the women like that. I think you'll see. A lot of the NXT women come out. I think you'll see Carmella. You already know we'll, we'll probably see Bailey. I think Oscar stayed on in NXT, and then they they still have a crop of NXT women down there who've been on NXT TV. I can go and people they haven't signed. They they saw Peyton Royce, Billy Kay. They haven't signed Tessa Blanchard officially yet, but she can go. And Santana Garrett, she can go. They they're not officially signed yet, so they have options to sign these women so they, so, and so they can bring up these more seasoned NXT women like Alexa Bliss, Carmella, and. Um, maybe Nia Jax possibly eventually, but I think she'll stay on there for a little bit longer. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. I kind of agree with Ronnie. Kind of took my answer. I think again, sticking with one championship. I don't like seeing that split championship. You can have that one championship, you know, whoever it is appearing on both shows. He's he's your main guy. He he's gonna sell most of, most most of the seats. He's gonna draw most of the crowd. You have him appearing on both shows. It gives both. But shows a lot, you know, a lot more steam. Plus, also, you could throw another match for which brand, a number one contender, in any pay-per-view. Um, SmackDown and Raw, they have a number one contender match. It gives a match with a non-title a lot more a lot more viability, a lot more reason to watch, because you want to know who's going to be fighting for the title eventually. Yeah, my feeling on the women is still what I said before. I get that you're taking women away from one show, but I think you need to take the time... <coughs> Like I said, there's a lot of women who are capable, but none of them, there's none of them who are, are built up to anything right now. 
Yeah, even th- Sasha Banks. I mean, Sasha Banks was on TV for two months. <laughs> yeah, but she is so beloved, and they know. The thing is, they know. They know these people are beloved. They think you know they think highly of Sasha Banks. They sent her to do all these, all these conferences and comic cons and stuff like that. They sent her to do all this stuff, so they they know that they have money in her. And the women, the NXT women, the, the more seasoned ones, they have they can bring those girls up, and then they have the other ones that haven't been on haven't won on TV yet and build them up because they can get it done. I just would like to see them on Raw, with the three hour show with the roster split in half. You definitely can give the women at least two stories during Raw. Let them build themselves up a little bit, and then maybe a year later, then you can split it up. But I, d- I just don't think they have enough right now to do two shows. Well, I think there's enough that are good. I don't think there's enough that matter in the eyes of the fans. Yeah, yeah, and that's why you got to bring the other the other girls up. But it's it's a month away. We still don't nothing, right? Yeah, <laughs> which no, makes no very, sense. Very little. We only know that the draft will take place on SmackDown Lots. on July 19th. That's yeah. it. That's all we know. Did you have any other questions? That's it. That was everything, and that was everything for yours? Well, I had one more question. This okay. is something everyone can ponder. Fans, please go online and answer. With Brock Lesnar making some headlines, but going to UFC, and CM Punk hasn't even fought once yet. Possibilities, maybe down the road, CM Punk coming back. We got a lot new, lot new, new, a lot more new talent in, in WWE. If CM Punk did come back to WWE, who would you like to see him feud with? Hmm. Whether it be a new face, an old face. Oh, Seth and AJ. <laughs> and Finn. <laughs> yeah, mine is Seth. Because I think he really could irritate the crap out of Seth. <laughs> I think Kevin Same o- with Kevin Owens. I think Kevin Owens and Paul. I forgot about Kevin Owens. Owens. <laughs> great. Just the exchanges on the mic alone. Well, anybody, like any, any, well, since, well, Punk kind of so-called paved the way for these indie guys. So I, I kind of would say any of these really indie guys against Punk. You know what? I also would like to see him feud against Roman. Because Roman being the guy, being the guy yeah. that all the fans know is the hand chosen guy. You gotta make Roman look good. Yeah, that I think <laughs> there would be I think that'd be a great feud too. And I think I think that might actually bring a lot out of Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Maybe down Because there. he could start talking about like real life stuff. Mm-hmm. And Roman Because you know punks don't talk about real life stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I th- I think it would bring it would bring whatever whatever Roman Reigns hasn't been able to bring out yet to connect with the fans. I think a feud like that would get that out of him. I also think down the road you'd have Punk Shinsuke, which would be an awesome match. Oh, don't forget Sami Zayn. Hmm? Sami Zayn and Punk. <laughs> yeah, so anyone on the Facebook... I guess we could post this on the Facebook page. Anybody that wants to chime in, who you'd like to see CM Punk face off with on the current day roster, feel free to answer that. I guess we'll post it sometime this week. Money in the Bank just closed. We have five weeks to Battleground. So, for Alo, Aaron Lloyd, for Kane Joe... Punta Cana, Mr. Sexy, 2012. Mr. Joey Sexy. What happened the other four years? <laughs> I think he, he, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't feel the need to defend his title. <laughs> Not yet. I think they shut it down after I, that. I, I, pulled, I pulled a CM Punk and I took my title and left. <laughs> I think it was defunct after that because I, I knew took, they could find no one sexy. I took my title and left. Did you seal it with a kiss? I sealed it with a <laughs> More than that. <laughs> so for these two guys, I'm Ron Pashery. Thank you for Much listening. Much more slender Ron Pashery. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We will see you next week.